Hello, everyone, and welcome to Investors Gallery, uh, where we have live conversations with investors and experts and anyone else who would like to join in the art gallery of my home. And kind of a, uh, a theme, a running theme is um, we're still not in the art gallery. The art gallery is on the other side of the camera. I did build an art gallery. I did build this as well. So this is gonna to have to suffice. I'll probably have it done in a couple of weeks. So here at the Art um, and the Investors Gallery, um, we have a few things that we go over, but more than anything, I just like to create a space where we can have really good conversations with the high level people that I am, or I have been really blessed to be connected to. So last week we had the $2 billion guy, uh, Black Brad uh, Blazer, and he has raised uh, over $2 billion. And we had uh, actually a, quite a few amazing people last week. Sometimes it's a, a small crowd and sometimes it's, it's busting out the seams. But the point is, I'll be here every Tuesday. So kind of like your favorite restaurant, whenever you want it, you know, you go by there, it's, it's still there. So again, welcome everyone. The story that I want to start this week is about a gentleman and this story really starts when he was about two years old. At two years old, his father left. Um, deadbeat dad scenario. Fast forward to about six years old. Uh, this gentleman starts asking questions about his dad. And it was around a time that his mom took him and his brother downtown to uh, look at the Christmas shows and the Christmas lights. And this was back in the late 70s, early 80s. At that time, his mom gave him and his brother a dime, which at that time it was probably about $5 today's money. It was, he said it was enough to buy two sodas and a few candy bars. And they gave that money to, um, to charity. And that's when he started understanding charity and understanding giving back. Fast forward a little bit further, he goes and gets jobs and gets fired and gets jobs and gets fired pretty similar to the normal American story, just trying to find his way. And one day he comes home from work. And as he comes home, as soon as he pulls up to the driveway, his wife is actually waiting at the top of the stairs. They stay in an apartment and they live on the second floor. So as he pulls in, his wife comes downstairs. Hey, babe, I need to go to the grocery store um, and get the keys to the car. Cool. He gives her the keys. She hops in a car and he goes upstairs and walks into the apartment. And as he enters the apartment, he sees his two-year-old, their only son, sitting on the floor on a pile of clothes with a note. And a note is from the mom. And the note says, I love you guys, but I can't do it. And having a child is a lot of responsibility. The guy turns around, looks out the window, and the mom is driving off in a car. Now, what is he supposed to do? Coincidentally, the check that he was supposed to get that day did not come. So now he just found out that his wife has taken a car, the only car that they have, and now is the only parent. So now he has a two-year-old, no money, hey, life is real bad. Then he finds out his wife has actually been planning this for three months and she has stolen all of the money out the account, not paid any bills and all of the late payment notifications, all the red letters and stuff, she, she hit them and threw them away. So two days later, power gets turned off and they get evicted. This is uh, the first time he's homeless. Uh, a friend of his calls him, finds out what's going on. It's a biker buddy. And the biker buddy says, you know what? You come stay in my basement. And they kind of rough it for a little bit till he gets back on his feet. Fast forward a few more years down the road. He's doing well, has a family, and he has an idea. But from this idea uh, is something that the inventor of the idea, because he, he wasn't the inventor. He was the business side. The other person was the, the actual inventor. They couldn't really put it together. He said, you know what? It was, it was more of a fleeting thought. Through this time, he was selling encyclopedias and um, phone books and just kind of almost every door-to-door -door sales that you can think of for about three years. Then he goes to the guy, the inventor, and says, you know what? You can't sell your invention and 
I know business. So let me do business and you can do the inventing thing. So if and I told you what the invention was, you would figure out who the person is. So they get together, they get they raise $500,000. They go down to the bank to pick the check up. Um, he leaves his wife, not as a divorce, but kind of leaves his wife and kids because he's going to be traveling, goes down to the bank and the investor pulls out at the last minute. And now that they have no money for the business, 500,000. Too proud to let anybody know. He then goes back being kind of homeless and broke for uh, for a long time and uh, borrows a couple hundred bucks from his mom, lives in his car and starts selling his product door to door because he already had the experience. From there, it's it's pretty much a um, it's pretty much a no brainer. They start doing well. He's already had experience door to door and they bring out Paul Mitchell. So. Um, the inventor, Paul Mitchell partnered with, uh, Jean Paul and yeah, they, they both were, uh, with Paul Mitchell was doing pretty well because he was a, um, hairstylist, but Jean Paul kind of in and out. So that's the story for this week. And the story is to let you know, the story every week is, is basically a rags, rags to riches, but it is to let you know that whatever you're going through. If you keep trying and you keep persisting, then um, there is a silver lining at the end. For example, this podcast, this podcast, you know, done right, could be number one podcast in the world under Joe Rogan, because that's my guy. So I, I would like to be number two. Don't want to knock him off his throne. So but whatever you're going through, understand there's probably somebody who's been in a very similar uh, situation that you have been in. And if you keep trying and you keep pressing, you keep looking for resources, sooner or later it'll take off. It's not meant to take off the first time. Kind of like when you gain weight, you don't gain weight overnight, you gain weight over time. So it takes time to lose the weight. So normally I will go into the market um, aspect and I still want to go into the market, but I want to have a conversation with you guys about the market because it's more of a conversation piece. Um, and then you also can give me some feedback about, um, this room gets really crowded really fast. And I want to know what you guys think about, uh, maybe limiting either how many people come or maybe just get your thoughts on that. So glad you guys can make it. Let me figure out how to take you guys off of mute. All right. Both of you guys are off of, um, off of, uh, mandatory mute. Um, you can now take yourselves off of mute. So thanks, Bobby, for coming in. I appreciate it. How did you find out about the um, the uh, conversation tonight? I can't hear you. Um. There you go. Hey, Presley, how you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, you, we, we met at the uh, FLL, so uh, just been getting your emails. Uh, so I decided to join today. I oh, appreciate it. Now let me see if I can switch this over. Yep, it's on there. Cool. Congratulations on your clothes and I'm on. How you doing, Presley? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, job well spent. I mean, it, it, it took a while, but we, we were able to get it done. And thanks to you and love the team over at uh, Perry Homes. Yeah, Did a great job getting that thing closed. So market question. We have been hearing, uh, we've been hearing a lot about recession lately and they people in the markets have been kind of throwing it out there really the last man probably what since trump got in the office i think i'm pretty sure yeah as soon as trump got in the office they some some people were saying that he was going to cause us to go in a recession it's kind of the opposite um but now everybody's kind of saying we're going to go in a recession what do you guys think about that uh, I'll take a stab at that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to go into a recession, uh, which is not a, a terrible thing, uh, to be honest. You know, uh, things are a little bit out of control as far as like uh, money supply and uh, 
uh, real estate prices, um, you know, people gambling with crypto and, um, you know, the stock market's looking, uh, it's probably needs a little bit more of a correction. But yeah, it, it, things need to, unemployment is at record low, um, inflation is at very, you know, very high. So things need to get back to normal a little bit. So I'm, I think the question is, uh, it's going to be 12 to uh, 15 months out. And then a question is, you know, how bad is it going to be? You know, um, so, uh, you know, I think we'll have to just wait it out. But um, I don't think there's a crash, but there, there, there could be a 10, 15% correction in the real estate market. But okay. I don't think I'm going to see it. We, we're going to see a massive crash like 2008. Okay. So you're thinking it's going to be, is uh, the correction is going to come in about 15 months. So kind of what, mid 23? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, Well, it depends on, so the rates are going to have already gone up. So then how long does it take for, things to slow down as far as, you know, uh, housing demand, uh, consumer demand. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think 12 to 15 months is what it's going to take. Okay. Um, that, I, I can, I can agree with that. Um, yeah. The response for interest rates has been a little quicker than I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, I can kind of see that too, because now we're gonna uh, we're gonna be going into the summer market. So the summer market probably will pick things up. So I read an interesting article today. Um, I don't think it was by the head of Freddie. I think it was man. I don't remember. I read so many articles, but they made an interesting case. Hey Melvin, uh, they said interest rates are going to slow the market down which is going to stop or slow um, purchasing because of interest rates, but there are going to be individuals who are not going to list their homes because of the recession or the correction. And they want to get top dollar, which is going to lower the inventory that's already there. So it's kind of a cart before the horse, but also a, um, you know, a double-edged sword at the same time. So yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. I've been hearing that this is not your typical recession. So it, it they kind of have an undertone that yes, there's going to be a correction, but it's not going to be a correction that we're used to. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm curious to see how this goes. You know, I'm going to put my money into uh, really good returns in real estate and you know, kind of go roll with that. Yeah, I agree. Is that Melvin, my buddy Melvin, on the line as well? Seems like it, Fairby. Okay. Oh, you know what? I, he couldn't talk. I gotta. Uh, I forget that I gotta let people talk when they come in. Uh, let's see. There you go. Sorry, Melvin. Who? Who? Am I? I'm on the road. You go. Who am I speaking to? Hey, hey, Melvin, Bobby Sharma. Bobby, what's up, buddy? How you doing, brother? Hey, uh, when are you coming down to Miami? I'll be there next week. All right. Uh, if we can connect, let's do it. Uh, if you got, if you got time, um, it's uh, if you, if you got some open slots or whatever, let me know. Um, um, we we should definitely connect. I've got, I've got time, my friend. I'll, uh, we'll schedule something. Perfect. What is my volume? What do you guys think? Miami. I thought you were in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. I moved. I moved about a year ago. Uh, actually, fourteen months ago. Um, I. After thirty years in the Bay Area, I'm, I'm like, all right, I've had it. I got to move somewhere nice and warm and um uh but miami's a little bit too warm so <laughs> i'm uh, i mean <laughs> but uh but no no four four months five months out of the year it's pretty nasty but the rest of the time it's nice here 
but yeah, 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 you know, Melvin, I'm uh, I'm down here. I'm doing a, a bunch of different funds. Uh, we should definitely catch up. Uh, yeah, yeah things, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, things are busy for sure. Bobby, were you at uh, Fun Live? Yeah, yeah, I, I was at Fun. Yep. Live. You know, I, unfortunately, you and I, we, we, I, we, I, I saw you from a distance. I recognize you, and uh, you know, uh, but I didn't really get a chance to hang out and. Talk. Oh man, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you just provided. You really see Roger there? Did you see Ace yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so just so you know, Melvin, yeah. my platform on the Avister platform. So my, my funds are built on Avister. So I've got three funds there right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I want to hear, I want to learn, I want to hear more about that. I had some clients that were going to use Avester and they went a different direction, but um, I'm interested to see kind of how you're just structured and what you think about that service. Interesting uh, service they have. Yeah, they have the customizable funds. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, I'll definitely be in touch. We'll, we'll meet next week. You got it, brother. Hey, Tracy. I need to send, uh, there you go. I need to send Tracy a, a shirt when, uh, when we start making some, some T-shirts and hats. <laughs> what do you guys think uh, interest rates are going to go this year? We are what? Uh, tiptoeing somewhere in the fives now? You think we're going to get to sevens by the end of the year? Yeah, we're definitely in the fives now. Um, it kind of crept up overnight, kind of like gas prices did. Um, mm. <laughs> I think it can only rise. I, I really do believe, you know yeah. what I mean, that that it'll be in the sevens here shortly, probably in end of uh, end of summer. Wow, that quick can't can't give us to the end of the year for sevens. That's that's fast. I guess with the with the uh, the fans say what four more hikes. Yeah, give or take this year. So. But six and sevens were kind of the normal. Okay, so you guys know the story about the monkey. <laughs> so, quick story slash joke. You have two monkeys. You give one monkey an apple. He's a happy monkey. You give the other monkey an apple. He's a happy monkey. You give the first monkey another apple. So, he has two apples. He's really excited. He has two apples. The other monkey, still happy. He got his apple. You take the first apple away from the first monkey so now they both only have one apple the first monkey is pissed and that's kind of what we're going through right now because we we were used to six percent and seven percent you know maybe eight percent uh subprime and we're just kind of going back to what we had and now we're we're a mad monkey that might be the shirt a mad monkey <laughs> that was like a quentin tarantino-esque monologue. The problem with the interest rates and if they move too much is right? So it's all going to have depends on a lot of the money flooded the market where a lot of that came from before they adjust all the way to seven. Uh, that's a big hike and if people are writing at cap rates of five and a half or six they're instantly underwater. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. we're running out of people who qualify. You know what I mean? It's a lot of people who qualify who got in early and upgraded, you know, their homes or whatever yeah, and got true. top dollar for selling. But what's left over are those people that were subprime purchasers. And I mean, there's nothing under 200,000. The average home in Houston now is, you know, 365, which last year, this time it was yep. 265. So yeah. you're talking to a hundred thousand dollar increase. Like it's, it's, I, I really don't know unless inflation's killing and unless employment goes up, not, not only unemployment, but you know what I mean? Paying yeah. employees more. Yeah. Which is not going to happen, which is right. So it's, 
like you say, it's a catch-22. Not really sure which direction to go, but renting is a, on all-time high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen some reports about um, especially um, uh, suburban renting is, is up real high as well. Tracy, how is this going to affect you? And well, not necessarily how is it going to affect you, but I'm curious of with the market that we're going into, how is that now going to affect your, your future purchasing? So for me, it's going to kind of depend. Um, if Because when I was saying that about where the money came from and where it flowed in, on the commercial side, as we've spoke, Preston, there's always that concern about having to renew your loan. So if you're in the middle of, if the rates are high and I can buy at a cap rate, I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable. Because the odds of the interest rates going back down, maybe not to the twos and threes, but you know, back down to the fours and fives to give my cap rate a different look before I had to renew or sell, um, it would be fine. From a single family perspective, because I'm virtually debt free, it's fantastic. I mean, if the prices get beat up a little bit, I'll buy some more. Yeah. Cool. And that, that's that Tracy is the, the prime reason why I have created and why I love this platform. Um, and I think we probably need to enjoy why it, it's, a, it's a small community because uh, I haven't even really started advertising. Um, but the people that I spoke about the spoke to about the platform are really excited to have a, a interaction with some people they might not have access to. But um, the the caliber of people that we that we always have on uh, the call is always amazing and being able to hear firsthand from um like melvin for example who is dealing with you know high level securities um mergers and acquisitions and different um different things in in his his corporate portfolio uh or realm of work or tracy who is a, a very high level investor um I think this is a pretty unique space, um, or I just hadn't done enough research and there's other spaces like this out there outside of bigger pockets. Um, but I don't really see it being uh, an immediate um, question, answer, feedback, immediate feedback um, space. So I appreciate you guys because I think we're doing something and I'm sure there, there are other instances, but um, I think we're one of the first or where we're going to take it is probably going to be one of the first to get to that, that scale. I don't want this to be a, uh, man, if you look at a lot of the, the really great speakers in the multifamily realm, and then you look at their YouTube views, it's not that great because they're not YouTubers and, you know, our, our niche, um, is so small, you know, you kind of really don't expect it to be, we're talking, you know, investments and finance. So there's nobody really on YouTube, um, who specifically focuses on that, that has a huge audience. Uh, but I really want to change that. And the way that I want to change that is to one, have a multi-dimensional and also, you know, shameless plug, bring in uh, <laughs> Dimensional Capital Partners, which is the, the name of our foundation, foundational company. We'll bring in, uh, have different dimensions of and caliber of people. So not just multifamily real estate, you know, single family real estate or law or funds or Bitcoin or whatever, yacht sales, I don't know. But I think being able to have that many people feeding into the same conversation, one, is going to give us um, a broader perspective on what's going on in the world and uh, a little bit deeper understanding of uh, how market is affecting different people. So I appreciate you guys. Yeah, well, yeah, what I find in Houston, at least, with these meetups is you'll have like a formal presentation, but the really meaningful communication and conversations happen afterward. Kind of mm -hmm. like a fun lost live, right? It, the content was, you know, it was iffy. But, you know, if you look at the at the area, the, the area of the hallway right before you go to the room, that's where all the meaningful conversation was happening in Earl Gray's, the tea house, and afterward at the restaurant. So that's what it, this feels like that. It doesn't feel yeah. so formal. It feels like a, you know, a venue and a media we can network and get your questions asked. And it, it's not so, you know, so formal. So yeah, yeah. I think it's a great, a great uh, 
Pleasure. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Hey, hey, Presley, uh, Bobby Sharma here. So uh, I, I, I realize this is right now a small group, so I'll, I'll, I think I can- This share. week. Last week, it was no, pretty no, big. No, no, no. You, you know, <laughs> so no, I, I got you, brother. Uh, so uh, Melvin was introduced to me, I believe, by Yana. And um, uh, so in the San Francisco Bay Area, where I've lived for about 30 years, I run the largest real estate meetup. And uh, I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke. Uh, you can look it up. I'll, I'll send you the link. Uh, I've got about 5,000. It's members. impressive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So it took me uh, you know, a long time to build uh, the, the following. And then, of course, COVID happened. Then I had to go to online only. Online only was really kind of weak, but I kept it going. Mm-hmm. And then uh, two weeks ago, actually uh, two and a half weeks ago, April 23rd, I went back to doing my in-person events. I wasn't sure what kind of attendance I'd have, but I, I booked a room for 100. Uh, this was right before I got to Las Vegas. I did my event in the Bay Area, and I got 120 people uh, that showed up, and I cut off registration uh, 11 days before the event because was, so many wow. people were registering. So wow. if you are looking to build a community, you know, consider like either working with me or, you know, somehow partnering with me because there's a lot of us, you know, like Larry and you, and I'm sure Brad, Mm -hmm. everybody's got a little tribe that they want to build. Right. Right. So, and it gets super fragmented. It gets just super, super fragmented. The question is, how are you going to, create a following and a, and, a, and a community that it stands out differently from the noise that's on, on social media, on YouTube, on, so, you know, it's, it, it may come down to quality over quantity. Um, uh, you know, not everybody is a Bridger Pennington, right? Not everybody has the, uh, the personality and the, you know, um, the, you know, daddy's money and all that. You put all that together. He's got a great uh, platform to launch from, you know, and, but we, most of us don't have that. Right. So th- then the question is what's next, you know, what's, what's the, what's, what's, what is available to us. So um, I'm going through a similar kind of a thought process. I'm in Miami now and, the, and I'm trying to build a, um, a fund community and investor community down here. Um, but it's going to take some time, but it's, it's, you know, so maybe at some point we can, uh, Melvin, you and I and Tracy, anybody, and Amon, uh, whoever you want. I mean, we, we can brainstorm on building a um, sort of a unified front. Otherwise it's just going to get, you know, uh, fragmented. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, I, I really appreciate that one. Um, two, soon as you said, um, when you said that, I, I remember seeing um, you posted in a group, right? Yeah. About your. Yeah. I remember as soon as you said that, I remember uh, I remember reading your post. Um, so first, 100 percent. Yes. Uh, Melvin knows I'm a huge collaborator, um, sometimes to a fault. <laughs> um when you said that I kind of had a vision of having the investors gallery shot uh, at, at the physical location, I mean, just a camera and internet. I'm going to bring in the, the virtual crowd to uh, the physical location. Um, but yeah, I agree. I you, The personality part, I think, will evolve a little bit more with me. Um, I've been on camera for a while for other smaller things, but my my unique character seems to come out a little bit better in person. Um, but I agree, you have to, you can't be on, you can't be on camera and not have an amazing character, just like you shouldn't be on radio if you don't have a radio voice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I agree in, in finding um, 
what's unique and special, but more so than anything, bringing everybody together. And that's really what I was trying to do with the group. Um, Tim Ma got me by probably two hours of forming the Facebook group. Um, but I, I had always intended to form the WhatsApp group um, for a specific reason. I wanted everybody to have contact information. Um, but two, I was I was really still happy that Tim was able to do it um, because I think it, it seems like they both have their own life. The WhatsApp group is a has been ninety percent business, if not more than that, and the Facebook is kind of, you know, floats back and forth between, you know, different things, um, you know, and business minded as well. So, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, if me and Melvin can sit still for more, <laughs> Mel Melvin leaves out, then I leave out, then we leave out together and then kind of, uh, just, I guess, put something on our calendar. So, um, when I get back Melvin or when I, you know, when I land, uh, we'll, we'll brainstorm and see when we can, um, head out to Bobby's and start putting something together. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll, I'll see Bobby next week. So I'm going to okay. jump you guys. But Bobby, I'll be in touch. You got I'll it, shoot yeah. you an email tonight. Let's, let's schedule next week. All right. Thanks Sounds for coming good. on, Melvin. Sounds good, Melvin. Anytime, my friend. Have a good one. All right. And uh, Presley, where are you physically located? Which city? Houston. Oh, you're in Houston. Okay. Yep. Houston, about 45, well, about an hour from Melvin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, um, it, it, how long did it take you to get to 5,000? Uh, well, I'm a slow operator. I'm not as smart as you and I'm not as good looking as you. So it took me, <laughs> the lies you tell. <laughs> <laughs> took me a lot longer. Uh, so it, it, it took me about 10 years. Okay. But it wasn't my, it wasn't my, um, full-time you know it was it was it was something i did on the side but then uh, the only thing i can say is i did it consistently mm -hmm. and then um uh it just kind of organically grew people start uh, telling others about it and, it and then it became the the one place for everybody in real estate to come and network and hang out and and, and share stories and find partners and um, you know, and then it's, it's just kind of took off from there. And then, you know, I would have been at about 8,000 by now had it not been for COVID. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. COVID, COVID really affected me. And then everybody kind of jumped on Zoom and created their own meetups, you know. And uh, so then I got a lot of competition. So, so but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a couple of different things um to still you know bring in the audience but but the more important thing is to is to bring in high quality uh members you know that are that are truly there to eat, add value you know yeah uh, so that's amazing man yeah 10 years that's a um it, but that is almost exactly what i was talking about you know in the intro um, and I'm, I'm still, I'm, as I tell more stories, I'm trying to decide, do I want to still tell, I've never been a good storyteller, like ever, like I'm good with jokes. I can tell a joke, but the story has not been my strong point. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I might just go back into my, uh, what I'm familiar with, um, motivational speeches and mentoring and coaching is I'm good at that, but not specifically uh, telling the story. So I'm, I might cut that part out in the future. Uh, but yeah. Just, you, you showed up, you know, for 10 years, you showed up. So yeah, yeah that's I had to cool. show up. Yeah. I, uh, and I, I, it was because I needed to surround myself with people that were smarter than me and that were mm -hmm. in the business. They were in the trenches and I was just the, just the organizer and um and you know fortunately it did it did uh you know it did pay off but it was a lot of work um you know uh if, if i told you all the horror stories about venues and venues canceling at the last minute and parking issues and and wow. people you know uh, leaving did you get sponsors uh yeah eventually once once you get to a large size 
then you start to get sponsors. Okay. So, but um, to, yeah, initially I, I did not have sponsors. So I was actually, um, you know, I'm, I, at that time I, I was primarily a private money lender uh, and I owned some uh, rental properties out of state. So I was looking to network with people that were investing out of state, but from just the networking, I, I did, uh, you know, I found borrowers, I found fix and flippers. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, even though I was spending money, uh, and, and I always had food, uh, I paid for pizza and water and soda for my attendees because they were running late always. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just order some pizza or sandwiches or something. And then my attendance uh, grew. Uh, and then after a while, after I was doing it for about four years, then then the sponsors kicked in. Mm. Was it weekly or monthly? Uh, it was first we were meeting only in San Francisco once a month. Mm -hmm. Then people because the Bay Area is kind of you know it's big kind of like Houston so uh people on the East Bay were having a hard time getting to San Francisco so we started meeting in in East Bay then South Bay then uh, on the peninsula so I, I had four meetups wow. happening once a month in four locations so it sounds like one one a week uh one one a week one a week wow Wow. Yeah. My hat's off to you. We're, yeah. we're, we're working on a physical meetup here in Houston. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to get over our challenges. Our biggest challenges, we're Melvin and I are both ridiculously busy and also never here. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I meant to talk, tell him today, like, I don't, I don't know how we would do a meetup. We, we're going to do one and we need to do one and we have to do one. Um, but you also have to be present <laughs> yeah. to have a meetup. So um, I think Melvin leaves out of town like every two weeks or something like that uh, for, for different states and clients and stuff. So yeah. no, Melvin's um, super busy and, you know, I'm sure you are uh, just going to be super busy as well. But yeah, you know, find, uh, find your sweet spot and, okay. um, and just, just build it out, if, if, even if it's gradual, even if it's, uh, you know, over time, you know, but uh, it, it'll pay off, Presley. And I, I I saw your email, I think it came out yesterday or day before, you, you wrote really well, really interesting stuff. So yeah, just, just Thank you. connect genuinely with your audience. I appreciate it. All right, I got one more question because I'm gonna uh, ask you a million questions. One question, then uh, we'll wrap up. Uh, I also yeah. try to be real sensitive with people's time. Yeah. Uh, my wife has taught me not to ramble. <laughs> uh, so you're starting, you're you're starting a fund or increasing a fund. Um, elaborate on that because I wanted yeah. to make sure that if anybody listening or watching a replay, they will be able to pick up any information that you might be able to give them. Sure, sure, sure. No, I'll, I'll dive into it real quick. Uh, so I have one fund that we manage me and three other partners. It's in uh, 506C. It's, it, we manage about $80 million in that fund. Okay. Uh, What's the uh, it, focus? It's uh, single family rental properties across the Midwest and Southeast, um, and uh, it's been around since 2015. Uh, the results are audited by Verivest, so we, 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 we are completely transparent and post everything online. Um, that's an $80 million fund. Um, the target is to get it to about 100 million. We've got about 365 investors in that. Wow. Then, then I have another fund, which is a real estate fund for private money and equity investments. So we both we do both debt and equity. Uh, that one's called Better Capital Fund, and uh, that's the one uh, that we are most you know excited and actively working on. So that one's done really well. It's 
it, you can have fractional ownership. So that's my that's my uh, second fund, and then the third fund is just an Airbnb fund where mm-hmm. we only invest in Airbnbs, high performing Airbnbs, and then allow our investors to have fractional ownership. So I'm I'm running on top of my own personal investments. I'm running three uh, funds, um, you know, pretty actively. Okay. I thought I was busy until you started talking. <laughs> um, for the the real estate fund, do you guys um, only take first position or will you take second position? Yeah, we, we uh, mo- nine out of ten of our loans are on the on the debt side are first position. Every now and then we'll do a second if there's a lot of equity in the property. Mm. Um, Sometimes we run into people that have a lot of equity, but they need quick cash and we'll do a second, but it, we, we go through a lot of due diligence on that one. Okay. Okay. Um, does anybody here have any questions about funds? What a fund is like, what is the heck is he talking about or any maybe ad- advanced questions? Cause that's why we're here. That's why he's here to be able to give. That's why he started his um, his meetup to be able to connect people and give back because it's kind of a boomerang, boomerang thing. Um, does anybody have any questions or need any elaboration about what he's doing? A question I have, is there a floor, a minimum floor that you look for for investors when they're looking to, uh, to invest or, or put capital up for some of these ventures? Great question. So in the Voyager Pacific, which is the $80 million fund, that one, we have a minimum investment of um, 50000 In Better Capital Fund, I wanted to be, I wanted more people to participate. So on that one, the minimum is um, 10000 um, So, but we're considering raising the minimum because we can, we can only take in 99 investors. So we're slowly going to hit 90, very quickly hit 99. So maybe, but, but right now I'm on, it's, it's 10 grand. Are both C's? Okay. 506 C? Yeah, 506C. Okay. Um, okay. So let me break that down for everyone. Um, regulation, uh, regulation D, 506 regulation D, uh, there's two, there's many is what Bobby, about four or five. Yeah. Um, but the main ones that most people like to deal with, unless you go crowdfunding is B as in Bravo or C as in Charlie, uh, C as in Charlie, which is his funds means that you have to be accredited, which the current term, the current definition of a credit investor is you have to have a million dollars in assets outside of your personal home. So if you have a vacation home or you have money in retirement or something like that, or maybe a combination, um, make $200,000 as a single person, $300,000 uh, if you're married with the expectation to continue to make that money. Uh, or hold a uh, financial license. Now, which financial license I need to uh, to look up because I'm not sure. Um, or you can just ask your CPA or your lawyer. Yeah, you just ask your <laughs> CPA. But the way we did it, uh, we don't. Uh, it's it's a syndication. It's uh, it's a fund. It's uh, sorry. It's it's not a syndication. It's a fund. So we're on. But if you are raising capital for others, then you do need a license. But if you're running a fund, you don't. Um, it's an exempt, it's called an exempt um, um, registration. So, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna raise capital for others and you're not part of the management team, then yes, you do need some um, some licensing. Yeah, I don't think they realize how much this information costs outside of. <laughs> uh, Melvin, who uh, I think that the three of you guys uh, who just joined and I appreciate it as well, um, everyone that is on here, you can take yourself off a of mute and ask a question at any time. Um, this is meant to be a conversation, but those who just joined, uh, just Mr. Melvin, who is uh, a securities attorney and all, as well as my business partner and to do the paperwork that, uh, Bobby is talking about, it's between 13 and 20 grand, 
um, to start these filings. Um, I'm, he might charge a little less for uh, a B. So let me explain a B. So I explained what a C was. Um, regulation D, uh, 506B as in Bravo, means that you can have up to 35 non-accredited investors, your aunties and your uncles. Um, after 35 investors, uh, you can have as many, un you can have an unlimited accredited in a Bravo, but you can only have 35 unaccredited. The main difference outside of that with a Charlie 506C, you can advertise. Because the IRS says, hey, if everybody in here is basically, you know, they're doing okay, you have a million or more in assets or whatever, um, you probably have the resources, you probably have an attorney or a CPA that you can call to double check these investments that you are coming across. When you're doing a B raise, or um, you know, I guess that's the best way to put it, when you're doing a B raise, there's 35 people that are non-accredited for, for that investment. You cannot advertise. It has to be pre-existing relationships, which, as I understand, us actually not have a time frame. Um, but most people like to do about four contacts. But really, a good uh, coffee and maybe a, a phone call after that, just just introducing and building rapport, is enough for the probably really one phone call is enough for the IRS to be satisfied. But let your attorney um, determine what they are satisfied as a pre-existing relationship. Any questions, anybody? Um, because we, we're, we have a platform where we can get really, really, really technical um, or just answer, you know, broad questions that you guys might be thinking of. But we're in a pocket right now that this information is, is kind of gold. I mean, nowadays you can kind of Google anything, but to be able to put the information in the context and more importantly, I'm going to do the dramatic pause. More importantly, this is significant, guys, to be able to have somebody on a call that is actually doing this. So for those who didn't hear, Bobby has an $80 million fund um, along with two other funds that he is uh, working with as well. You have somebody on the call right now who has the experience to not only just tell you what the stuff means, but maybe even give you, you know, examples of what has happened in the past, what worked, what didn't work, how we got there. You have gold sitting on the phone along with some, some other people as well. And, you know, I, I try to bring in as many high level people as possible. I never know who's joining. I was actually expecting about four more other high level people to join. Um, I actually didn't expect Bobby to join. So I really appreciate you uh, for jumping on, but guys don't miss this opportunity. If you just got a good, quick question, it's not that many of us here um, to ask them or ask me if you have a question about something. Yeah, I show quiet. Hi, this is Jay Miller. And um, hi, everyone. I've been absorbing all the great information here. I guess what I'm most curious about is you have, do you have investors that put a portion of whatever they want to participate into multiple funds, either the ones that you have, most people have one, you have three from what I understand, or they appreciate or welcome your input as to how to diversify what they choose to invest in different funds. Excellent, excellent question, Jay. Hey, nice to meet you. I know we're on the WhatsApp group, I think. Uh, so uh, great question. So yes, uh, so if they have um, less, so one fund is focused currently on private money loans. So we, we, we offer a certain percentage on, on that. It's pretty much a consistent, I would say 9%, but very secure. Uh, you know, first position lead. So that one pays about 9% and it's relatively short term. Uh, we are in and out of those loans very quickly. So, so the people that have money tied up in the, you know, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, that's not doing anything. They tend to gravitate towards uh, the private money loan. 
uh, the, that that fund, the uh, the the better capital fund. Although we just did an investment in Dallas uh, for an apartment building uh, as a syndication, we put in the the money, and then other people can come in and invest in that fund as well. The other fund, the Voyager Pacific, has been around a lot longer, and the minimum is a little bit higher. So that's a uh, that's a fifty k minimum, and the and the lockup period is two years. So based on their um, their preference, I can guide them towards uh, the you know one of one of those, and of course the third fund is an Airbnb fund where where they can own. Uh, uh, fractional ownerships of different Airbnbs across, you know, Tennessee, um, South Florida, Central Florida. Those are the markets that we're currently operating in, but the goal is to operate in more markets. So Jay, to answer your question, I, I typically know my investors. You know, I was in San Francisco. I would say 95% of my investors are from the San Francisco Bay Area because I've I've known them, uh, they've come to my meet meetups or they've they've been introduced by somebody, so um, uh, so it's, it's it's more of a personal relationship and then and then they they ask me questions like hey how long how you know how long is this tied up for or uh, you know, what's the return? The, the three questions they ask are, what, what are the returns? How secure is it? And how long is it tied up for? And then based on that, you know, I, I give them some pointers. I, yes, and I do have some investors that are in Voyager Pacific, some that are in a Better Capital Fund, and then some that are in Orion. So I do have those as well. But majority are between... Voyager and a better capital fund. I would say 90% are between those two. Thanks. So I was curious, which um, do some of your investors like split up their participations based on the fund theme or the terms? Like you can, you're having three funds, you can customize according to their objectives. And some might even ask your counsel on other types of funds that you do not offer and you know because they see that funds are such a a great vehicle to maximize their investments there they might exclusively just want to invest in funds of different types because of the amount of capital capital out there that they want to deploy yeah yeah so it, within better capital fund we offer different investment options, right? So we they can build a portfolio within Better Capital Fund. So let's say, let's say Jay, let's say you were a syndicator, and you had an amazing uh, uh, investment opportunity. And let's say me and my partner, we loved your 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 opportunity that you had your syndication. Then we would invest in your uh, in your syndication as an LP or maybe a co GP. Um, and uh, let's say we wrote you a check for, I'm just making up some numbers for $100,000. We wired you $100,000. Then our investors can come in into our platform and they see your syndication. We, we will market your syndication. We'll, we'll, we'll have it up on our website. And if they want to put in 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 into, into your deal and they want to own some, uh, some debt, and they want to have some exposure to, let's say, self-storage, they can do it all on Better Capital Fund. Uh, they, they have that option. Um, on, on, I, I, haven't, I haven't had any investors that have done both the Airbnb and Better Capital Fund because it's a different audience. But if, you know, and, and the Orion Fund is relatively new, but eventually I'll have some some folks that'll invest in Orion as well. Thanks very much. That's uh, some very good information. I appreciate your insight. It's original. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Jay. Any other questions? Speak now. Hold your, forever hold your peace until next Tuesday. <laughs> All right, I didn't see anybody come off of mute, so I'm assume that I'm gonna take that as a no. Um, I'm gonna be doing this um, 
as as the group stays at a manageable size, which is uh, pretty please, uh, everyone take yourself off of mute. Just give us your name, what you do. And the reason for that is um, person number two in a participation uh, list might need something that person three does. So guys don't want to miss a blessing. So if you could just real quick, your name and what you do. Hey guys, this is uh, Amon Smith, um, real estate agent here in Houston. Also a uh, title company, White Star Title Capital. So if there's any home closings or anything you need, we open on the weekend, stuff like that. So yeah. uh, you miss some of mine. You come on, you said it last week. You got to say it every week now. <laughs> uh, which, which one? My, my co-pilot. Oh, co-pilot. Absolutely. Yeah. So still working on that co-pilot license. Um, I, I believe I'm about 10, 12 hours shy. Uh, but yeah, working on that, getting that instruments going so uh, so we can fly the world. Mine literally, I, I, I started uh, getting my license, uh, my proper pilot license last year. And Amon literally, I was like, I, I guess I talked him into it. And it was something he wanted to do anyway. So yeah, every, every week of mine, if you come on, you got to, you got to add that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Not all at once now. I don't remember if I introduced myself before, but um, our fund is uh, 506B, and it's around developments that include uh, fully plant-based upscale 200-unit hotels that share resort acreages with active senior co-living. That's one of two models. The other model is also a plant-based um, restaurant. I, I don't like to call it a restaurant. It's more like a Disneyfied hub food experience in, in bigger commercial areas with a larger market segment. There's a you know uh, some intellectual property around that because it's it's brought back something that died out that got bought out by a corporation that also is no longer in existence. So it's but all the models on our developments have been proven, time tested to work. So it's really exciting. It's a it's a lifetime legacy project. And we're attracting a lot of attention. We're in the early stages. We've got some soft commitments and we've picked out the properties, but 70 locations of the resort model alone are planned by 2030 internationally. And the other model that we have LOIs from a global plant-based brand to be the face of that brand because of how established they are. And we're just giving them the blueprint for it. The, I'm not in the F&B space, it's the only you know, the only model of its kind that I have the IP for. So being, you know, the, the numbers for how many locations that can open according to some of the projections with other, you know, even restaurants that are reinventing themselves post COVID, it's, it's, it's much bigger. And so I don't like to like put projections out there for the number of locations that they can have, but they are not limited to seasonal locations. And we're having the fund owned the ones in seasonal locations only, but they can be licensed for other locations once the model is clearly showcased. That's amazing. You got me, when you said food experience, that's all I needed to hear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very nice, Jay, very nice. Uh, that's very unique, very different. Yes, I, I really appreciate you, Jay. Uh, I think Jay was on last week too, wasn't you? I was. I, you know, I was more listening and not participating. And I just wanted to, you know, jump in. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for providing a forum like this for us. Uh, I look forward to getting to know everyone better. Yes, me too. Okay, we got one one last person. Um, this TV is really small, so I can't. Oh, it just says OS. OS, are you able to talk and just give us your name and what you do? Or just your name and hi, if you don't want to uh, go into your background. OS has us on speakerphone and they are cooking right now. 
All right, cool. I'm not, I'm not a pressured person. Uh, I appreciate everybody joining and I try to make this as efficient and um, just make it make sense. So I'm not trying to make it a three hour long podcast or conversation or whatever you want to call it. So I appreciate everybody for joining. These will eventually make its way to YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm a perfectionist and I don't like the video quality and I'm, I'm working with some stuff, but I might just have to bite the bullet and put them on, uh, put the videos on YouTube until I really fine tune. I have all the equipment. I have a DSLR camera and pretty much every other piece of equipment you can have, but it, it's a Zoom thing. Zoom only records in one and two megabytes. I think I'm probably a little bit higher than that now. So it will be out there a little bit later for, uh, for you to go back and look at. Um, I'll send an email once I start doing that and uh, I will see everybody next week and I'll be on the plane in a couple hours. So Wishing me luck, and I uh, appreciate everybody for coming. See you guys later. Thank you, Presley. Thanks, Thank you so guys. much, guys. All right. All right, see you next week. Bye.